Before we get started, I just want to take a moment of silence for Georgetown Hall of Fame coach John Thompson, great leader, uh, great black man. He was a Black Panther. There's a lot I could say, but let's just have a moment for him. Rest in peace, man. Uh, let's get the intro. We ain't talking about the game. We talking about practice, man. Durant, if, uh, if you all lose this game, will you join that team next season? Say what? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Bro, I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! Cleveland! This is for you! Ow. What can I say? Mamba out. Been a minute since I do an episode. I figured, I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. I just didn't want to do one. It's the first round of the playoffs, and pretty much what I said would happen. It's what happened. We'll get into that later. But I felt like dropping two episodes a week about the first round is sort of pointless because we we got a sweep in there we got gentlemen sweeps there wasn't too much to really talk about uh i did do an episode after la one i never posted it i probably still will but i feel like the playoffs now really begin uh, like it begins now um there's a lot that has happened and I, I feel like I'm finally at a point where I, there's a lot to say. Uh, first off, oh, the thing I was working on for those two weeks, I wasn't just not doing anything. I was working on a whole process documentary. Uh, I thought I'd be done it real fast. I wasn't. It's done now. Should be uploaded. Uh, but yeah, that was a passion project. I really hope y'all enjoy it. And if y'all don't enjoy it, I don't care because it really meant a lot to me. And yeah, that's like the first big era in sports, at least for me. And I'm glad that I was alive to see it it's still going on. But I felt we needed somebody to talk about how we got to where we are with the Sixers right now. Uh, speaking of Sixers, they got swept. It's over. Uh, Brett Brown got fired which is what I called months ago. I called it months ago. I said we would play the Heat. As the season went on, I was like, right, we're not going to move up and play the Heat. So who will we play? And lo and behold, it'd be the Celtics. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're still getting swept. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Now, I'm, on, I'm not going to talk about that series long, but i feel like things would have been different if ben simmons was there will we still lose and would brett brown still be getting fired yes so there's not really much i can say and b did the best he could out there uh brett brown did everything he could to ruin what Embiid was doing now both of those men are not you know perfect by any means but one of them was gonna get the boot and it wasn't gonna be Embiid. Uh, I got to talk about, what have we got to talk about? The Heat getting their sweep. Uh, I mean, it, it, it could happen. 
It could happen. I told you guys. I told you guys. They, I, I knew they would beat the Pacers, but now it's looking like the Bucks are in trouble. And the reason why I'm jumping from Sixers to the Heat is because Joel Embiid's out there watching like the rest of us. There's nothing else to watch. And why would you not want to watch NBA playoff basketball? What else would you watch? It's stupid. If you're watching anything else, ah, you make no sense. Uh, the Heat are taking it to the Bucks, As I said, they would. I said they would move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. You heard my bracket. You know how I broke it down. I didn't say a sweep would happen. And it still might not, but I'm putting my money on it. Uh, and B's watching these games, and he's like, if. He's driving these subliminals. It's like, if. He's really a child. I love it. It's hilarious. Uh, he, he dropped that tweet after game one, the if tweet. And then last night, because they kept playing his commercial where... They're like, Joel Embiid is like, and he's like, uh, very upset. And yeah, I, I like that commercial because it's, it's Joel Embiid. It's funny. It's him being him. Uh, but he quoted it and was like, Joel Embiid is still very upset. And you should be upset. You got swept. Uh, there's so many things with Sixers management and upper brass that, I would be upset about if I was him. I'm, ups I'm upset about it now, and I have nothing to really do with it. I'm just some nigga with a microphone that four people listen to. But I'm upset. So imagine how he's feeling. And you've seen Jimmy Butler. And, and like he commented on Jimmy's post after they won game one. It's like, I'm so proud of you, bro, and all that. There were people who thought that Joel Embiid and... Uh, I was about to say Ben Simmons, but that one might be true. Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler weren't friends and aren't aren't cool. I never understood that. I knew they were cool. He treated them like a brother. They are brothers. I would say Jimmy's the big brother, obviously. But Joel Embiid has so much talent that, you know, the dynamic, you would think the dynamic would be weird. Jimmy is such a great teammate that he doesn't care Who's the most talented on the team? He just cares that everybody is working as hard as he is, if not harder. And he works very hard. So to hold everybody to that standard, only great things can happen if people actually follow that mindset and meet his expectations. And that didn't happen in Minnesota. I'm a Timberwolves fan, and I'll admit those guys weren't and still aren't built for that. It didn't happen here in Philly. Brett Brown was not built for it. Management was not built for it. Ben Simmons was not built for it. Jimmy Butler would be on your ass if you ain't if you ain't living up to your potential. These are professional athletes. Professional. A lot of young boys need to understand this. Charles Barkley was talking about professional athletes. He's in, you are not a child anymore. I don't care if you're 18, 19, making this much money. You are not a child anymore. You are not a young man. You are not just a man. You are a professional. If you want to sign them checks and get them bonuses, well, you got to put that time in. 
Why well, put in time to get this far? It's not over. I've heard Chris Paul and uh, I'll get to Chris Paul later. Uh, I've heard Chris Paul and LeBron say this to recruits at least like eight years ago. It's like, yo, just because you got here doesn't mean it's over. Chris Paul said, I get tired of when I come in and I see these guys who finally thought they made it. It was like, you haven't made it until you've won a title. And that's real. And Jimmy just wants to win one of them. And you look at his supporting cast, everybody hustles. Everybody. Sometimes Dragic is in the wrong place on defense. Same thing with Tyler Arrow. But they meet the challenges. They show up every night. I talked about the Bucks so many times with friends of mine where they're like, yo, those guys play hard. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But what about when they get punched in the mouth? And which we haven't seen the Heat get punched in the mouth. So we don't know how they'll respond. But with Jimmy Butler there, I assume they will respond correctly. But the Bucks are getting socked right now. As much as you want to say that game was close last night, uh, it wasn't. The refs made it close. They admit they met, they didn't admit it, but they didn't have to say anything. When they messed up the call on uh, Dragic closing out on the three on Middleton, and he plays perfect defense. Textbook. This is how we write it down. This is what we expect people to do when they're playing defense against a shooter and they close out. You get as close as you can. Not in the landing zone. You don't want to zaza anybody. Hands up. You don't move forward. You don't move back. You just still. He played it just like that. So for them to call the foul on him... And Chris Middleton easily sinks three free throws, so we get this tie. I was pissed. I was livid. I was yelling. I yell a lot during playoff games. Shit, I'm yelling now. But you can only imagine how mad I was. One, because I'm betting on the Heat to win this series. Got 100 bucks on them. Uh, I don't want to lose that 100. They didn't want to lose that game. They didn't, and they should have never been in danger of losing it. Russ figured out. Yeah, we fucked up. Gave a phantom call to uh, to Jimmy Butler from Giannis. I don't. I mean, he did lay his hand on Giannis. I mean, Giannis did lay his hand on uh, Jimmy. I don't know. You hardly ever see a game end and regulate uh, end with double zeros on the clock with somebody at the free throw line. You don't see that. Last time that's happened in the playoffs, I, I believe it said 1979. That's because it doesn't happen. It just doesn't. So that game wasn't as close as people thought it was. It almost gave me a heart attack, but it shouldn't have came down to that. That game was over. Everybody on the Heat is doing what they're supposed to. Bam out of bios, the MVP of the series. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was just on the JJ Reddick podcast, and he talked about if I could take any, they asked him if. He could take any of these young guys in the playoffs right now and start a franchise with him. Who would he take? And he said, bam, out of bio. And the main key thing was how he switches, which one, uh, he has the athletic ability to do that. But you see a lot of guys who have the ability to do that and they don't do it well. Looking at you, Andrew Wiggins. Um, he has the ability to do it, but most importantly, he wants to do it. And maybe even more importantly, he has a coach who is forcing that. And on the floor, his coach 
is Jimmy Butler, who who's gonna hold everybody accountable. So when you have three layers of leadership telling you this is how we're playing, we're getting the 50-50 ball. We are going to hustle because that's how we're going to win. That's how teams win titles. You don't win off town alone, unless you're the Warriors. Uh, Because, yeah. You have to hustle. The 50-50 ball was the biggest thing that was going on in last night's game between the Heat and the Bucks. And I'll say this. The Heat started out winning that matchup they really did when it when it came down to who wanted the 50 50 more it was the heat and then towards the end of the second quarter i could feel this shift i'm a sixers fan i've seen a lot of games shift out of my favor uh i could feel the energy just wasn't there for some reason it was on the buck side they had the momentum and they had it that way through most of the third if not the whole thing and then they they finished the game exactly how they started. The Bucks didn't have energy. The Heat did. And that was enough. That changed everything. Hustling. You could see it. They're playing ball like it's game seven. And that's why they won. Speaking of game seven. We've had two of them. Since I've last dropped anything. Uh, first, I want to talk about the more lackluster uh, one. Both always heartbreaking to see two hardworking teams losing game sevens. But uh, we're going to talk about the Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. Which, I got nervous. I picked the Jazz to lose this. They were up 3-1 in the series. And I was like, shit, I'm a fucking moron. But it's okay. The Nuggets came back. It was a low-scoring affair. I believe the score was 80-78. to And you could see it out there that everybody just had the jitters. You don't really have any vets, any star vets on there, other than Mike Conley, who have played in games like that. The Nuggets have done it, obviously. They've done the Game 7s, but... You could tell that they were a younger team. You could, you could tell that. Between the two Game 7 matchups we've seen, the younger teams in this Utah Jazz and Nuggets matchup, they had the jitters. And there was good defense that you can maybe confuse with bad shots. You mix bad shots with good defense and then the jitters, and you get a low-scoring affair. It's Game 7. You know... Neither team really scores a lot in Game 7. You always bet the under. But, man, I thought Jokic and them were going to run away with this series. But we get the 7, and the, honestly, the savior is Jamal Murray. And I, I just want to say this real quick. Let me drink some water real quick. Uh, big fan of Jamal Murray. I've liked him since he was, like, 17, balling for Team Canada. Not a big fan of a lot of Canadian players, but that boy could put the ball in the basket. You need guys like that. And when he got his contract for 170, 180 million, whatever, I didn't understand that. But man, I'm fucking wrong. I'm wrong a lot. Happy I was wrong this time because I would have been even more wrong if the Nuggets lost the series. But Jamal Murray had two 50 point games. 
in the series. Outrageous. I'll put some more respect on that man's name. And when Ben Simmons got his $170 million and then Jamal Murray got his, I was like, eh, one of these things is not like the other. And, you know, I was right when I said that. One of these things is not like the other. Because one shows up in the playoffs. And that's Jamal Murray. That's all the Ben uh, Ben Simmons slander. Done with that. Uh, a lot of props to Donovan Mitchell. Also had a 50-point performance. I don't know what happened to the Jazz's offense. It just seems so, so dry. To the point he had to take those shots. He he had to be. If, it, he, if he wasn't going off like he did. Then this would have been a drastically different series. But they rewarded him immediately with a new deal. He's now making $170 million, 10 million, uh, $10 million less than Tobias Harris. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, fuck Tobias. Um, It, it was heartbreaking. To see him just flat on the ground after it. He had his chance. It just didn't work out. Uh, I don't know what the Jazz need. I don't know what they can do. But re-signing him was very smart. This kid is moving up so fast. He he might be in my top 10. I got to readjust everything. My rankings. Once the season is over. But man. He left it all out there. He's got so much heart, so much heart, and he goes hard on both ends of the court. The centers, I thought, were going to be the most important part of this series, and nah, it took a backseat to the scores. Hey, man, a game of basketball is all about putting the ball in the basket. No shit. And I don't think there's going to be anybody... Well, I don't think we'll ever see another duel like this in in these playoffs. Uh, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell uh, definitely got to, I don't know, hit y'all with the applause. Y'all, y'all did y'all thing out there. Um, shitty game to watch. <laughs> now that I'm done being respectful, that was a shitty game to watch. Like the last possession of it summed up the whole game. Just a mess. Just sloppy basketball, but it's game seven. That happens. That happens a fair amount of time. Now, on to the veteran game seven. Uh, last night, Rockets, Thunder. I bet the under on this. It's a game seven. You should always do that. That's free money. Go get that. Uh, but I made two other bets betting on the Thunder. And, man, I would have made some nice money. Didn't really lose any. I Actually, I came out in uh, black hair. But whatever. Fantastic game. Man. Uh, what, who's that young boy? Dort? Dort! His form needs a lot of work. I hope they don't mess it up to the point it looks like Giannis's because they messed up his. Uh, and whatever the hell happened to Markel Fultz. But Dort, the form needs work. But I love your hustle on defense. Trying to get boards. Uh, I think he's got to take more of those shots, but his drive isn't bad. 
His passing, his kickout could be a little bit better, but it's not terrible. I think the foundation is there for him. I think he'll be a nice complimentary role player for the Thunder for a while. They And they've got more talent on the way. It's a shame that they lost this game. One, from my pockets that hurt a little bit. Two, Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler are the best leaders in the game right now. They are. If you can't, if you don't give your all playing for either one of those guys and you don't really care about basketball, you don't care about your job that much. Because those two care so much. Chris Paul was doing his thing, and I really wish he would have hit that little uh, that little close-range jumper at the end to put him up one. Because here's my whole thing. Why I bet on the Thunder going into this. It's Game 7, and those games have not been kind to James Harden and Russell Westbrook. They have not been. Uh, we all, I, I think a lot of us wanted the Thunder to win. Uh, most of us, uh, people who wanted the Rockets to win is because you didn't want to watch the Thunder against the Lakers. I don't think that would have been as bad as we're making it. All right, maybe it would have. But I don't think this is going to be any better. I think this ends how we all think it will. The Lakers will win this series. But I bet against the Rockets because they just, their two stars have terrible luck in game sevens. They love not showing up. And Westbrook was starting to do that down the end. He started out hot. I, I want to believe he went 9-14. and 14. Yeah. And amazing. Finishes 9-20 for 20 for the night. He's just bricking layups and shit down the stretch. So I, he was right on time for me. I'm like, there we go. That's, that's Russell Westbrook. Ready for that. Uh... But he ended up getting the still at the end of the game. Channing Fry was upset with the play design. He's not even on the team, but he's on IG posting. He's like, what is this? And yeah, I didn't like the play. I thought the game was over before that. I turned it off. Apparently, they called, got the ball, called three timeouts, and that's the play that they came up with. Didn't work. I saw the turnover. I'm like, well, there it is. Um, before that, James Harden... With the defense on Dort. Dort, I I said it in that possession. I was like, because he was sort of hot potatoing the ball. I'm like, Dort, you have to shoot. You have to do it. And he shot when there was really no time left. He was like, I got to shoot. Harden knew it too. Harden has the ability to play defense. His numbers have been a lot better through the years. He's up to, you know, just contesting eight shots a game. And I love that. That's a high number, and he contested this one and got a block. Because I'm looking at the shot, I'm like, oh, that's a lot of arc on this shot. I'm like, that's going to be water or air. It's either or. It was a block. It wasn't either. I'm like, this ball's going up, but it's not moving forward. I'm like, oh, shit. James Harden did the Ginobili. That's so funny. Harding got blocked on his three by Ginobili in the playoffs to get sent home, and now he got somebody with it. Hey, man. I'm so happy to see Westbrook and Harden not being the reason why they got eliminated. Because it wasn't going to be uh, Gordon. It wasn't. I think he should have got the ball more. I was like, ooh, 
The only person I'm nervous about having the ball is Gordon. It's really it. Covington was hitting his shots with his usual house of bricks, but, you know, it wasn't a full house. No roof. He had a couple threes, so I'll give him some credit there. Damn good game. It hurt to see Chris Paul afterwards. Because uh, nobody really gave these guys a chance. That's what he was saying. I I don't know if I did. I don't care if I did. I just care about what I saw out there. And the team really went hard. Everybody played for each other out there. You know, only person I was a little upset was like Gallinari out there. That was it. Uh, I really want Defender to win though. Because I wanted, I wanted Billy Donovan to get his credit. But he fucked it up in the end. It was a terrible play. Um, yeah, every, everybody would say Billy Donovan's not that good of a coach. It's like, why can't he get the most out of Westbrook? Because Westbrook hurts himself and others. It's a danger to himself and others. Put him in a straight jacket. He'll still get to the rack somehow. Uh, but I wanted the turmoil for the Rockets. I wanted, uh, what, Daryl Morey. I wanted him to get fired and then come work for the Sixers. There was so much online. I wanted my money. I wanted my new GM. I wanted, I wanted Billy Donovan to get some uh, much-needed love. I want to see Chris Paul take on the Lakers and just somehow win two games or something. I don't know. Maybe shock the world. That didn't happen. Shouts out to the Rockets. You move on. Now you can get eliminated by LeBron. Join the club. Uh, Luca. I told you guys how it would play out in that series. And I believe that's exactly how it went down. I said 4-2. I said that for a lot of series. But I got it right with this one. Uh, I also said that, and I knocked on wood with it, when I, I, I said Porzingis is a key to this series. His health is. Because he has a history of getting hurt at the worst times. And that's what happened. He got hurt. Um, and that was it. It was over. It was over from there. Luca. You're the new Larry Bird. You are the new Larry Legend. The way everybody's forced to play at your pace is outstanding. The way you go to the rack and kick out, outstanding. The way you crash the boards, once again, outstanding. You could chill with the step back threes a little bit. You could chill with that. Uh, I have no notes for this man other than, you know, chill with the step back three. That's, that's really it. Like I'm going to continue to say, I'm going to continue to say this. We're all just waiting for you to win MVP. If Kobe Bryant was still alive, he would say the same thing. He said it to Giannis and he went and got MVP and he's about to get it again, which I disagree with. But Kobe would say the same about you, Luca. We're just, we're just waiting. How many times can you win that award? I say two. But after this series, I'm thinking three. I'm really thinking three. Uh, what can I say? Kawhi Leonard, he's a machine. Uh, I said Paul George was an X factor as well. If the Clippers were going to lose, it would be Paul George's fault. And that was the narrative for a while. 
when it was all knotted up, it, that was the narrative. And I bet money that he would fail, and he didn't. It was only it was a small bet I made that he wouldn't have more than 21 points. And what was it? Uh, game five, and he went out and he had 30, I believe. Good. Why? Why is it like that with certain superstars where we have to get on your ass for you to be what we know you are? Why is it like that with guys like Hemin and Bede? Why do we have to say anything? Go ball out. Either way, it's going to be fine. Kawhi's running things. And he's just so damn good. There's really no notes. Is he is he the MVP? Like, for playoff games, I don't think there's anybody else I would rather have. Because Kawhi just does everything right. He just does. It's crazy. He has, like, no charisma. But he just doesn't want to lose. He won't. And then you have guys who are just so rah-rah. And they fucking suck when the lights are on them. I don't get it. Uh, I want to take a moment real quick to talk about news that we got this morning. Uh, Steve Nash will be coaching. He will be coaching in Brooklyn. They're building something great over there. They really are. You, you, you got to give them the props. Because this is really like... Him and Steve Kerr are the same thing. Steve Nash was working with the Warriors clubs when KD was there. And he obviously he was coaching. Him and, him and Steve Kerr, Steve Nash and Steve Kerr are the same guy. They both are surprisingly emotional. You would think they'd be more laid back and they are laid back until the game is being played. When shit happens that they don't agree with, they're right at you. They're right at the ref. I think Steve Kerr could calm it down. He seems a little fake sometimes. But they're both fiery competitors. Uh, And they're both... And this is Steve Kerr's number one attribute. This goes for Steve Nash as well. They are both... I don't want to say free thinkers. I, You know, yeah. They're very open-minded. They are open-minded to try new things no matter where they heard it from. They'll give it a try. What? Why not? If it doesn't work, we'll scrap it or we'll, we'll fix it somehow. And that's why Steve Kerr has been so successful. Having Kevin Durant there helps too. Uh, but now Steve Nash has Kevin Durant. And he has a general idea what to do with him. He has Kyrie Irving who's always been, you know... As far as play style, I've always felt he was 1B to, uh, to Steph Curry. They both finish very well. Curry has more range. Thus, different gravity for him. But still, offensive playmaking guards who aren't slouches on defense. You, you can hide them, but they'll play the passing lane well and they'll be in the right place. Um... As, as long as you coach them. That is such a sneaky good move. Because nobody thought about it. Nobody thought that that was happening. 
I didn't think Steve Nash was trying to be a head coach, but why wouldn't? Why not? That that makes perfect sense. Uh, but I have a problem with Stephen A. Smith talking about it. He said Steve Nash getting this job before any black coaches is uh is white privilege. And there are black coaches who could use a job right now. You have Alvin Gentry. He was fired. Uh, you have Nate McMillan, who I like him as a coach. But, you know, his welcome wore out in, in Indiana through faults of his own and, you know, injuries. He was fired. Uh, I can't even think of his name right now, but he was coaching the Knicks. And he coached the Grizzlies before that. Um, but he was let go as well. I don't have a problem with them signing Steve Nash over him. I don't think it is white privilege. I think you see the connection between Steve Nash and Kevin Durant. And you look at what organization Steve Nash was working with. Uh, what offense he played in in the NBA. And I understand. I, I completely get it. It makes the most sense. It has nothing to do with skin color. I think this is a move that just makes so much fucking sense that why wouldn't you do it? To not seem racist? Here's the thing. You don't seem racist. You just seem smart. Uh, Stephen A can shut the fuck up on that one. But I do think... Some brothers need some jobs right now. Not Alvin Gentry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. I guess we could talk about... <laughs> There's not a lot to say about... And left in the first round that we could talk about. Uh, Bucks get the gentleman sweep. Magic are so good in game ones. It's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, I think it's time to blow that up in Orlando. I say it all the time. You need to blow it up. Get Vucevic out of there. He's such a good trade chip right now. Oh, my God. He's fantastic. The way he was shooting. No, you have to trade him. Because you have to play Mo Bamba now. Like you, Why did you draft him if you have no intention on playing him? You just want to keep paying Vucevic until he's too old to play. And now Mo Bamba's missed out on so much development that you're going to label him a bust. And he's not. He's put on so much weight. He's looking like a real player now. He's not just length. He's like sort of buff now. So, yeah, I think it's time to move on. Uh, what else do we even have? Oh, yeah. Round two. What kills me about this uh, Raptors Celtics series is I told you I thought the Raptors would go to the finals and potentially win it. They're down 0-2 to the Celtics right now, and they've been close games. What's missing is, and this could this is because of scheme, what they're doing to Pascal Siakam. But this is a battle of the minds, and I believe that Nick Nurse should win. One, he won coach of the year, which another applause to him. You deserve it. You're good at what you do. You earned it. Brett. Brad Stevens is, he has to win it next year. 
Like, he's in the same room with Luca, where they're like, are our awards here? It's like, no, we got to wait. Well, why? We just got to wait, man. Brad Stevens is going to win Coach of the Year. fact that he hasn't, fact that Mike Budenholzer got it last year still pisses me off. It should have been Brad Stevens. He's clearly one of the best minds in basketball. Budenholzer is not. They're on opposite ends of what's going on right now. Uh, Budenholzer is a favorite to go to the finals. Him and his Bucks are favorites to go to the finals. They're down against the number four seed Heat. He's going up against a good coach too with Spolstra, but you won coach of the year last year. That's a problem. Um, Brad Stevens is going against a higher seeded team and he's up 2-0 against them. You know why? Because he's coach of the year material. The Raptors are even deeper in my opinion, but Brad Stevens has created, he's the best defensive minded coach, I would say. I really would say he is. Uh, Nick Nurse is so close. He's so close. But Brad Stevens has edged him right now. I have to say it's him. Because uh, he's taken away Pascal Siakam. And they need to figure it out. I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I, I won't say that it's not a confidence thing. But Pascal, it this could become a confidence problem soon. But Pascal right now just seems so lost. He seems so confused. Because they're just all Adam. Jalen Brown, X-Factor, Marcus Smart. I'll give you credit in, uh, I forgot which game it is, but wherever he had five straight threes, that's not going to happen for the rest of this series. That's not. So you got that W over the, uh, over the Raptors. Enjoy that. I got them winning this next game, but that's not going to happen. Jason Tatum is trying to... And Nick Young says this. Nick Young says that Jason Tatum is the best player in the East right now uh, until KD gets back. I say it's Jimmy Butler, but Pascal Siakam, you're getting outplayed by Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and, okay, Jason Tatum. I think Siakam's better than two of those guys, and I will debate if he's better than Jason Tatum, I'm not sure. But he's completely been taken away, and I need I need that to stop, or I need Van Vliet to do his thing. There's a contract year for him. I need him to step it up. And Kyle Lowry, I put $5 on you being finals MVP. Get a lot of money back from a $5 bet on that. But... I need you to have your marquee moment in this series. You need to put your stamp on this because you can't be the guy who disappears in playoff games anymore. Not after winning a title and playing how you did in those finals. Step it up. Find a way to get... Ah, God, I don't want to say his nickname, but fuck it. You got to find a way to get Spicy P free. Got to free him some way. If they can do that, this goes to seven. Because the Celtics will win another game, even if this comeback happens, which is looking is looking less and less likely. Don't make a fool out of me on this. Uh, yeah, Brad Stevens just a really good fucking coach right now. I, th- I really think he's the best the best defensive mind right now. It, it, going into playoffs is definitely Nick Nurse, and he won Coach of the Year, so that's 
proof in the pudding right there. But damn, Brad Stevens is taking away their best player, and Raptors have totally not taken away Jason Tatum. He's still doing this thing. Uh, I guess we should do a preview. Um, now that the West can finally play basketball again. Well, both LA teams can finally play. Uh, uh, Rockets versus Lakers. Briefly talked about it. I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot I can say about this matchup. Here's the interesting thing. These are two totally differently built teams. The Lakers are the biggest team left. I would say you could say the Bucks. This is a toss between two. They're the biggest team right now, and then you have easily the smallest team left, the Rockets, and that's by design, obviously. Um, the Rockets are very good at making other teams play their style of ball, like forcing them to play how the Rockets do, go a little smaller. And now you're on our level, and bad news for you is we play like this all the time. Your guys aren't used to this. Uh, Let's see what happens. That's their whole style. And I knew, and I said this in the last, uh, when I did my playoff preview, Steven Adams needs to not be out there for the Thunder. And then it came down to them trying to get the ball to Steven Adams, and and that was the end of it. That's how they lost. I told you that. I'm not quite sure that it'll be the same way because I, I predicted that the Rockets would move on. Well, I flipped the coin and it was the Rockets. They moved on to play the Lakers. And I said, I don't think you can do that same thing to the Lakers. Anthony Davis is as quick as they come out of big men. It's like him and Bam out of bio. And obviously Giannis, they move so well on switches what do you do? Because they're not, the Lakers don't have to go smaller. Like I said, they could play Anthony Davis at the five, run, you know, LeBron at the four if they want or whatever. They can run or you can run Kyle Kuzma at the four, whatever you have to do. I think moving Anthony Davis to the five completely takes away what the Rockets do. Now you have a guy who could have in some people's opinion, been defensive player of the year, completely stopping what you've done to other teams. This isn't Steven Adams. This is Anthony Davis. Totally different monster. But is he the same beast? Shouts out RIP Kobe. Uh I'm not sure. I no, I am sure. I'm calling a gentleman sweep here. 4-1 Lakers. That's what I'm calling now. I don't know what I called beforehand, but that's what I'm calling now. Just from what I've seen of these two teams. Oh, I didn't talk about the Lakers in Portland. Uh, D-Lo got hurt, and that, and that was pretty much it. That's it. All right, covered all of that. Shouts out to Charles Barkley predicting them sweeps. Guaranteed. Woo! Charles Barkley is the best motherfucker in sports broadcasting. He is. I don't know how much he's getting paid. Double it. He is great television. The series, on the other hand, will not be great television. It'll be 4-1 Lakers. 
Uh, and then you have Clippers versus Nuggets. This is more interesting. Now, they just played a whole seven-game series. And they got to go to work tonight. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the Rockets have to play tomorrow. So no excuses. You're professionals. You get paid. Murray, you make $170 million. Do your thing. Uh, Jokic, you're always going to be what I think is the X factor. But I want I'm very interested to see Patrick Beverly on Jamal Murray. Very interested to see that. That's going to be fun. I'm, I'm assuming Pat Bev is playing now. That's going to be fun because him on the sidelines, you would think it would be good television. He's really just annoying. Like, shut the fuck up. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure Murray's. You know what? That man dropped 50. I'm going to put respect on his name. I got him winning that matchup. But see, here's the thing. Once again, it's the three-headed beast. Paul George gets his confidence, and now he's switching. That's a problem. Kawhi at any time switching on to Murray. That's that's a pass. You have to pass. I don't think you got him quite yet. Uh, What do you got? Montreal, Harrow, and Zuba on, uh, on Jokic. I don't know about that one either, man. It could go either way on that. I want to see more from Jokic, though. You're seven foot Larry Bird. Come on, man. Give me something good out there. Gary Harris is butt cheeks right now. Not liking that. Shouts out to the new light skinned nigga on the block. That's your name until the season's over, you rook. Uh, new light skin nigga on the black. He was putting up buckets in the last round against the Jazz. He was trying to. Still looks lost on defense, but he's getting there. He has his moments. Um, I'm interested to see him. Can he put up buckets against uh against Paul George or Kawhi? Doubt Kawhi. Really doubt. That. I said that in a previous video. I'm like, you're not ready for that. I don't think anybody on there on the Nuggets is. I'm not too sure about this. I think I think it'll be. I think there's gonna be a couple fights in this, <laughs> but I'm going with the Clippers. Obviously, I'm gonna go four two, four two with this. Put some respect on Jamal Murray's name. I feel like I'm gonna be saying that a lot during this series. I feel like I'm not putting enough respect on him, but I'm just going by paper here, bruh. I'm taking into account what you did in the last round, but on paper, I don't like this for you. I still don't. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's just everything that's going on in playoff basketball right now. Yeah, I covered everybody. Guys, shouts out to myself. You gotta, you gotta listen to that Sixers process documentary. Big fan. I'm gonna work on the video too, but I got the audio up. Shit is fire. Put a lot of love into it. I hope y'all show love back. Uh, I'm I'm just really excited for basketball right now. We're in the second round. This is when it counts. I just need the Raptors to turn that around. Because that should be more entertaining. They're entertaining games. I'm just upset that it's not 1-1 right now. And mainly because Marcus Smart had five straight threes. Like, what the fuck? Where you just come out with a quick 15? 
Like we freestyling, he just got a hot 15. Nah. Or 16. I don't know shit about rap. Whatever. Guys, enjoy the rest of the playoffs. Like I will be. Crack open a few brews. Have a good time. It's crazy in the world right now. Uh basketball won't let you, the NBA won't let you forget that. Nobody will. But while the game is being played, just enjoy the product that you're seeing. Take it easy, y'all.